Good afternoon. I'm Tim Swindle, director of the University of Arizona's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory, and this is Arizona Science. With me today is Ferriol Ozell, one of the University of Arizona physicists who is taking part in this year's science lecture series, Rethinking Reality. Now, your lecture is about a journey to the extreme. Extreme in what way? Extreme in the ways of what we can't achieve on Earth, but things that exist in the universe that allow us to test physics. So extreme in density, extreme in energy, extreme in gravitational fields. And do you find those extremes in the same, all in the same place, or are you, do you have to go looking in different places to find different conditions? There are a few objects in the universe that consistently offer us the extreme, one of them being black holes. Um, they really get to a point in our understanding of physics and gravity, our theories of gravity, where we have to rethink what we know and we have to make sure that the extrapolation of our theories gets us to um, a correct description of nature. So black holes are always a good place to look, whether this is the gas around them or stars orbiting around them. And a cousin of black holes is neutron stars, the densest known objects in the universe, the remnants of collapsed stars. And those are usually a good place to go to because um, they are the highest densities, highest magnetic fields, and just really dense objects. Black holes are very popular in the public mind. And one of the things that everyone knows is that you really can't see into a black hole. So how can you study a black hole? It's a one-way street, which means gas and light and energy and everything else, stars that, that might collide with a black hole, go in, but nothing comes back out. And what that does is it leaves a shadow of, of the light around it, and that's what we're looking for. And we can also study the properties of the gas that swirls around the black hole that's being sucked in by it and gets to a very high temperature. So we can indirectly study what the black hole is doing by looking at its influence on this gas. I'm very heavily involved, and the University of Arizona is very heavily involved in a project called the Event Horizon Telescope. It's an international collaboration of uh, many institutions and nine telescopes that span the Earth. And our goal um, is to really test physics, our, our understanding of gravity, by taking a picture of a black hole, what is better than actually seeing something that, um, that our theories predict? And it's a very, very difficult experiment, but we've been working on it for about 15 years, and um, my theoretical work is closely connected to this uh, observational effort. And why is it that you need telescopes all over the world to do this? To really take a picture of a black hole, um, it sounds slightly crazy, but it connects back to this shadow that I was talking about. We want to see the light around the black hole come to an end and leave basically a donut shape. So we want to be able to follow this light all the way down to where no information can come back out, and this is called the event horizon of a black hole. And in order to see the event horizon of even the nearest big black hole, um, which is the one at the center of our own galaxy, we need an Earth-sized telescope. Obviously, we can't build that. So the next best thing is connecting various telescopes across the globe and combining the signals from them so that we can almost pretend they act like one telescope that has the resolution power of an Earth-sized telescope. 
How are black holes and neutron stars related? Stars live by generating energy through nuclear reactions in their centers. And as long as they have the nuclear fuel, fusing hydrogen into helium, helium into carbon, etc., they have enough energy and enough outward pressure to withstand their own weight. Basically, stars would implode if they didn't generate this energy. So at some point in the star's lifetime, when they run out of fuel, this implosion starts. And if they are massive enough, we see a supernova explosion. And at the end of that, they can either produce a neutron star where all the electrons in an atom are pushed into the nucleus, so we, we get this weird like, neutron-rich matter that we don't see anywhere else in the universe. Or if even that can't stop the collapse, then it goes further into this singularity that we call the black hole. We've been speaking with Fariel Ozell, who will be speaking in the University of Arizona lecture series this coming Monday evening. Listen to this and all Arizona science conversations at the Arizona Public Media website, azpm.org.